right, and we're back on a new episode of Guys Who Law. I'm Andrew Eisbrook. And I'm Michael Cohen. <laughs> Mr. Trump knows what I know. <laughs> Mo- objection. Motion. Yeah, sorry. Jesse Weber. In case, <laughs> in case anybody got confused. I feel like this episode is like, like every episode up to now has led to this point, maybe. Besides if like the, the Mueller report came out. Yeah, this is a culmination of a lot of things that people had frustrations with the president with the hush money payments, with everything, people who are supporters of Trump, anti-Trumpers. It was a big day. It was a big day on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. so just uh, we're recording this on Friday, and on Wednesday, Michael Cohen testified in front of Congress. Mr. Trump. <laughs> Let's just, you know, He's like I the biggest New York attorney that ever lived. For the record, I never heard him speak, so it was like a big moment to hear that, yeah. and, and it just like that was it was a very New York moment. <laughs> you know, it was a very, uh, very big city New New York moment. Yeah, he he didn't have any sort of Southern draw about him. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, the hush money payments. <laughs> No, Senator. No, shame on you, Mr. Trump. Yeah. So this was all over the news, and he and he's not done testifying too. He still he still got some more days in front of Congress, right? I I, I think like I, March. Something, he has another hearing in March. Yeah, March. and and some of it was closed door, but yeah. I'll tell you what wasn't closed door: him testifying in front of the House Oversight Committee. Wow, do we have a lot to talk about? Yeah, and then. We have another crazy story, probably not as crazy as, as the Michael Cohen thing. It's got a little bit of a Jesse Smollett flavor, doesn't it, Andrew? So yeah, we're, we're, there was a guy who basically like f- created a fake Super Bowl pool where he he was in, he was most of the boxes and created fake names and had other people submit into it. And he he was just planning on like taking the money once he won and didn't really buy in. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll tell you what happened. Yeah. The the Daniel Ocean of uh, Super Bowl pools didn't work out so well. But uh, we got to we got to start with Michael Cohen, don't we? Yeah. Let's start with him. Um, OK. So just from a background, Michael Cohen was an attorney. He has since got disbarred. He was President Trump's personal attorney for years, and he was also known as a fixer. I'll mention this again. I'll mention this before. Andrew, what is that? What is a fixer? Because when I worked at a law firm, I there was no fixing department. Yeah. I wasn't. I couldn't do that. So imagine, imagine if you if you guys watch Ray Donovan. Yeah. It's basically like the, the legal version of that. But he wasn't breaking people's. He wasn't breaking people's kneecaps. He wasn't killing them. Yeah. Um, or and he didn't have a severe uh, Boston accent. No, no, Boston. He has a severe New York, New yeah. York accent. Mr. Trump, <laughs> I could do that ever all day. But, but anything that Trump needed, uh, any issues that he was having um, with the press, his business, etc., Michael Cohen would be the one that he went to to fix it. Yeah, and he was involved with Trump up until last year when his office got raided. Fast forward, he ends up pleading guilty to multiple financial crimes and also to lying to Congress. He took a plea deal and he will be sentenced and he was sentenced to three years in prison. That prison term will begin in May. But this week, you'd have to imagine as part of his deal, because again, all the crimes that he pled guilty to, again, including lying to Congress, and we're going to get into that as well, um, he could have faced probably the rest of his life in prison. Right. The, the Mueller's team, and I think the Southern District of New York said that he was very cooperative. He gets three years in prison. And they had to have known that as a condition of it, he'd be very cooperative, including with Congress. And Congress has this House Oversight Committee. So they called him on to talk about all things Trump. And and why that's so interesting is because think about, think about like if anybody who's listening, if they have their own personal attorney, 
like you're telling them like your deepest darkest secrets like everything about your financial state like your businesses your personal life like in a way attorneys are sometimes like a psychiatrist so this guy out of anybody knows more about trump than like maybe even his wife he might he might know more about trump yeah uh, than them so this uh hearing was meant so that people can the Congress can learn more about Trump and some of the issues that have come up so far. It's a little scary when you think about it. Like the president said, like he's like, I relied on this guy and now he's testifying against me. But there are rules to that. You know, an attorney can only do so much. Um, you know, the first question I think you and I had said is, mm-hmm. how is it even possible he can testify? Isn't there a thing called attorney client privilege? Yeah. You know, and what did we say? We said, well, if some, if an attorney's helping you continually to commit a crime, or engage in a criminal scheme, you that's not protected. Um, and you could argue that when he was acting as his attorney, he was helping him in, engage in a criminal scheme. And we're going to talk about whether or not that's true or not, but yeah. maybe that's how he was able to testify. Yeah. And he, and he also admits like wrongdoing on his end, Michael yeah. Cohen. Um, but also you had said to yeah. me that he was weird. Like sometimes he was attorney, but sometimes he was like a, a big business colleague. Yeah. Like so, if, if you're discussing business or things that are not related to like uh, uh, the the legal side of what Trump right. would need, it wouldn't be technically covered under privilege. But you know, kind of looking at this from a high level, this guy's going to jail. He's yeah. already disbarred. Yeah, he got disbarred the day before he testified. He's not ever practicing law again in his life. Yeah. The last thing that he's probably thinking about is attorney-client privilege at this point. I think yeah. he wants redemption, and he's blaming Trump for most of this. Like, the reason why he did all these bad things was because he was working for a, vo- a, a boss that had no soul. That's what he was. That's, that's, that's what, what he's he saying. Yeah, uh, he said he was led on a dark path because he was working at a big firm, and Trump hired him to be his personal attorney. But I got to tell you, I, I always think that's – have you ever not seen – any movie when somebody's like i want to hire you to be my personal you know associate yeah. assistant lawyer it never works out well I, well he couldn't know that though going into it i mean think about it he hires trump hires him if president trump hires you at the height of when he do you remember he was trump was at the height of the media industry and entertainment it was the height of the apprentice mm-hmm. it's like equivalent of today if jeff bezos came to you and said hey i want you to be my personal attorney what are you going to say no yeah what do you say? No, no it, you, you, you. It's it's career making. Like this, yeah. this will change your life. So I get why he accepted the job. Yeah, like it was for it was good for his family. I'm sure it was good for him. He's probably making a lot more money than being at a firm. Yeah, and... very interesting job. He has he has so many different businesses. Donald Trump, like yeah, he was doing a million different things. So. I'd be your personal attorney. I think you're interesting. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know what you'd get me involved in, but uh, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get to I, it. I need a fixer. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Icebrook always wrote me checks. No, he always gave me cash in a, in a brown paper bag. As long as you use that voice when you represent me, then that'll be fine. It won't even be my real voice. Just... <laughs> no. All right, but let's get into Michael let's get Cohen. To it. Yeah. I, 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 first, let's just start with this, okay? Yeah. Before we get into what he implicated with Trump, you have to assume that everything he said was true. Mm. And the issue of whether or not he is a credible witness is the first thing I think we should talk about, right? Yeah, I mean, people. Dis- there's a lot of disagreement on this. I think he's. I think he's credible. Now, yeah. the re- let's just play devil's advocate. Yeah. He's testifying in front of a body yeah. that he admitted to lying in front of, well, and all, and he has been. He's got sentenced. He got, he pled guilty to crimes of deception. But if I'm not if I'm not incorrect, when he the first time he testified, when he was found guilty of lying to them, then 
he was still Trump's personal attorney. That right? is correct. And he's saying that there was a uh, basically silent code for those who work for Trump that they sometimes needed to lie. So, so you okay? So well, he was. Well, so I think he was being coerced by Trump to that he didn't say it directly, but maybe lie at that time. Okay, yeah. two things there. Yeah. First, you're saying. He lied because he was working for somebody else. He was trying to, and now he's a free agent. He has no reason to incentive to lie. Well, doesn't he have an incentive to maybe help Mueller's team or the Southern District of New York or other investigators? I'm just playing devil's advocate here. He's not a totally a free agent. But if but if he lies during this, uh, like during this hearing, he's going to be subject to more to more uh, jail time. Well, what has happened? Um, he apparently uh, House Republicans felt that he was not being truthful in some of the statements he made, including the fact when he was under oath this yeah. past week, and they asked him, aren't you just upset that you didn't get a job at the White House? And he's like, I never wanted a job at the White House. And during his testimony, there was a million tweets, I think, including from yeah. the, tr the Trump sons that said he begged for a job at the White okay, House. I, I got to be honest, though, that is fucking ridiculous. Like, for somebody to be, like... You're calling that out for lying about like wanting a job in the White House. Like, how about like pointing to something serious? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you tell Congress the sky is green, that's <laughs> lying to them. It doesn't matter the content of it. I, I get that it still might be illegal. Yeah. That's true. I don't know if that's true or not. What he said, but like, come on, that, is that that's what they're that's what they're they're focusing on. They'll jump on anything to say that this guy. Is and not I saw truthful. and I saw what his language was. I have to I have to look at it. But they were saying that. Um, he, that he said that he thought that he would be offered a job at the White House. That doesn't mean he wanted a job at the White House. That was the language I think that he told some, that that got out to someone else. Right. Well, that's yeah. what he's saying. But yeah. I, I mean, they they put, picked on everything that he he lied about. That there was also like this disclosure form that apparently he was inaccurate about having f relationship business relationships with foreign companies. Yeah. That was weird. That was a weird part of the testimony. I think he, it was just confusing. Mm. I mean, his attorneys are like the language isn't clear. I wouldn't get him too much on that. But they said he lied about other other things throughout the course of the uh, yeah. testimony and they said look we're gonna bring we might bring perjury charges they're referring it to the Department of Justice you think anything's gonna come from this uh, not not the perjury charges no um, so you think he's done he's not gonna be charged with anything more no, I don't think he's gonna be charged with anything do you know what I found why I found him cred more credible than anything so you did you found him credible I, I do and I'll tell you why yeah um, look I, I don't know if he was telling the truth about everything yeah but he had more opportunities to bash the president and didn't take them. So when they asked him, have you ever seen him be physically violent with Melania? He goes, I no, I've never seen anything yeah. like that. He could have said, you know, or have easy one. Did he conspire with Russia in the 2016 election? Easy answer would have been like, yes. No, he goes, I have no evidence of that. I have my suspicions, but I can't tell you one way or another. Right. If he really hated the guy and wanted to lie. He couldn't have done it, but he was. It seemed he was objective. He also has seen that the ties have changed with, like how everybody's view, like viewing Trump. Like at first, when he was Trump's attorney, running for president, like there was so much excitement around him. There wasn't all this. There wasn't this cloud of maybe he's committed some sort of illegal act. Right now, now that's come to light, and he realizes he realizes he doesn't want to be a part. Of, why should he defend this guy anymore? Well, I think he's also look, he's serving a 3-year he will serve a 3-year prison sentence, but there's a possibility yeah. he could get out a little bit before yeah. with good behavior. He may be under I think like house arrest for the last year or 6 months. Yeah. So I imagine him being as cooperative as possible could only help him not hurt him. But right. let, let's get into it now, okay? Yeah, cuz like, some of these things like 
regardless whether you think he lied or didn't lie, like, yeah. just the way he describes Trump doesn't surprise me. Well, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like it does. It seems like it would be Trump. Yeah. So, so let's start with the idea that he told him, Trump told him to lie to Congress, right? So that was the first thing you would mention. The reason one of the things Michael Cohen pled guilty to was lying to Congress at the behest of Trump about, he was questioned about this Trump Tower meeting about, mm -hmm. you know, that there were, there were continuing negotiations about building a Trump Tower Moscow. Right. And he lied about when those conversations were continuing on. He had said they ended much, he told Congress they ended much earlier than they actually did. Mm -hmm. And the reason, he said, is, is I was I was a soldier for Donald Trump. I was trying to insulate him from anything Russia. And the reason, he said, Trump never directly right. told me to lie. And he, and he could have said directly, listen, like, yeah. that, that, like to your point, he yep. could have been like, Trump told me to lie. He did not say that. No. Yeah. He said there's a, what did he say? He said that there, after working for Donald Trump for a while, for almost a a decade, you can you can read this man what he wants without even speaking to him. Right, there's I, a I code. get that. After you work for someone for a while, you can you can you you understand what they want. Yeah, so there's a silent code of when you know you know when you need to lie on behalf of Donald Trump. He speaks in the media, and you see him you see him lie about certain things. So you assume he wants me to do that too. Well, the closest he said to directing him is he's according to Michael Cohen again. This is allegedly you'd have to believe him. Mm -hmm. He said Trump told him. Michael, no Russia, nothing Russia, which again would be that's that would be pretty strong. But how can he prove that he didn't tape record that? Right. Uh -huh. There's no video evidence of that. There's no other witnesses to that. No Russia comment. Mm -hmm. But I mean, again, so if all you have. Yes, I, I believe you can. Again, so if you take tr what Michael Cohen said is true, that would be obstruction of justice on the part of Trump. Serious crime. But he, he didn't directly tell Cohen to lie to Congress. I would make the argument, if I was a prosecutor in a case, that you can discern uh, someone directing you based upon a pattern of circumstances. You don't need them to directly say. I, I think that's going to be a tough case. I, I agree. Yeah. I think that would be very tough if all you have is Michael Cohen saying he told me that. Isn't that hearsay? Yeah. I, I, I mean, if you have nothing to back that up, I don't think that's a strong point but would it be enough to open up an investigation by congress or an investigation from a federal prosecutor sure why not i think there's a, there's other point things that came up that are probably well, there's probably more hard evidence on. right um, well, like which one which one you want to go to next the, so the hush money payments i think are, are very very interesting okay this is like yeah. the meat and potatoes stormy daniels we're all we're talking about everybody right. Yeah. right so as you recall for a million times one of the things Michael Cohen pled guilty to was being involved in an illegal campaign finance violation scheme where he facilitated payments to two women to shut them up so they wouldn't come out with stories about having affairs with Donald Trump in the eve of the, the presidential election. Right. Now, there's nothing per se illegal about doing this if he wasn't running for president. It's like mini settlements. You know, you don't want people coming out with information. But the reason this is illegal is because it's considered a campaign contribution. These payments that were in the hundreds of thousands of dollars um, exceeded a campaign amount, and President Trump or his administration would have had to disclose it on the proper forms. That's right. why it's illegal. Michael Cohen facilitated the payment by putting that home line of credit. He put his own money up, and then he got reimbursed yeah. by President so he, Trump. He basically paid the he paid them off from their, his personal account, right? Which I think is. Just crazy, but yeah. He, yeah. So he, and he apparently gets reimbursed by President Trump while he's president too. 
So what happened? What did we learn in the- Michael Cohen brought the check with him, or a right. copy of the check. What did the check say? The check said, that it was it was signed by Donald Trump, very clear. His mm-hmm. signature his signature's on it, same signatures he signs everywhere else. Said said the amount that corresponds with the amount that that has been told to the to the media. Uh, but there was no memo on the check. So it was just a check to Michael Cohen, I think, for $35,000. This is... The... <laughs> okay, Michael, I'm going to put this really clear for you. This is a porn star payment, okay? I'm going to put it right here. Here's a little stick figure of Stormy Daniels. For Stormy. Yeah, for Stormy. <laughs> Love Donald. I mean, what do you expect? But So that's yeah. a good point. What's the $35,000 for? It's not like it was a $130,000 payment right up front. He's claiming he got paid in installments. Yeah. Trump's team could argue that could have been for anything. So listen, from a legal case, yeah, that's that's a, that's a that's a problem. Yeah. From, from a common sense standpoint, I think it's easy to connect the dots there. All right. Yeah. If yeah. you and I are talking, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But here's the thing, okay? And even if this is this is where I think the hush money payments, because some people are looking like, oh my gosh, he implicated President Trump in campaign finance violations. He even said Don Jr. facilitated the payment, and Alan Weisselberg, the yeah. CFO. Oh my gosh, everybody's involved. Step back a second, all right? First of all, first issue I have with this. Even if, okay, Trump knew about this, Mm -hmm. even if he directed the payments under the statute, under the law, for this to be a violation by Trump, he had to knowingly and willfully violate the law, which means he had to know what he was doing was a violation of campaign finance law. And here's the thing. Mm -hmm. His own... Michael Cohen testified that he didn't look up whether or not this was an illegal payment. So if your own attorney didn't that, look up... That, that a, doesn't mean he doesn't know it's illegal, though. But wait a second. Yeah. If he's relying on Michael Cohen, who's his attorney, and he, his own attorney doesn't look up if it's illegal and doesn't tell him if it's illegal, how could Trump know that this was illegal? You think Trump's reading federal election law right, laws? Do <laughs> you think anybody told him and he's like, eh, whatever, don't worry about it. We don't have to disclose it. I th- I seriously think that conversation never happened. I think he was in such a pattern of paying people off. He didn't realize did, what he did, had to did do. You th- did these? I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure of this. Did these payments come after? Like it's, it got out in the news that there were payments to Stormy Daniels. So you're saying once he knew? Because I remember there was a payment that he made once he was already in office. Yeah, I wonder if the story came out about the Stormy Daniels payments. Now that would be interesting. Cut, before he cut the check, because then be then he obviously knows that yeah. it's illegal. This guy watches the news twenty four seven. Yeah. You know. Well, he went into office when January twenty seventeen. Yeah. And I think he had a conversation with him shortly after. When did the Stormy Daniels stuff break out? Twenty eighteen. Um, yeah, I think it was 2018. There you go. So I don't yeah. think so. Probably not. Uh, probably not. And okay, here's the other problem that I have with these hush money payments. Yeah. And this is a, a, a something that's been said as well. Trump, uh, Cohen said that uh, at one point he said the payment was directed to make sure it didn't affect the election. At another point, he said, well, it was to make sure Melania didn't find out. And then at another point, he said Trump never thought he was going to become president. So no. is this are these payments really to affect the election or is it to help him in a, his personal life? And I think those two things, if this ever was brought in front of a jury, it was very easy for a defense attorney to say these it conflate. The, who knew what this payment really is for? Well, what can can it be for both, though? Like he doesn't want anybody to know about it. Well, maybe. Yeah. But I, I, I think it has to strictly be for a campaign. Uh, oh, to contrib- protect this campaign. And yeah. not. I mean, if you can blur those lines, I think as a matter of law, it's not entirely clear. What do you yeah. think about that? What do you think about that? I don't know. This, like, if there's anything that they that people want to get Trump on, I feel like it's not camp- 
like uh, violations of campaign finance law. Well, they'll yeah. stick with anything. Because even yeah. if, oh, okay, and, and we can talk about this later. If it's campaign finance law violation, is that an impeachable offense? No, it's not a high crime and misdemeanor. All right, so it doesn't matter. Right, it has to be a high crime and misdemeanor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that he can't be prosecuted after he's president. Right. I don't know what the statute of limitations is. but No, I, I mean, I think he could be. Okay. It's just I don't know if it would be a successful case. And I'm sure, and we'll talk about impeachment in a minute. I'm yeah. sure whatever they came out with Michael Cohen, they'll try yeah. to say anything's an impeachable offense. But there, there was other things, too, that came out. Yeah, right? so, so the, the two things that struck me, and these are both non-legal, non-legal parts of the testimony that came up. One, the first thing that Michael Cohen said was Donald Trump is a cheat a liar and a racist. Yeah. And then he said something that a lot of people have been have been speculating about since Donald Trump has become has become president. What's that? that Donald Trump never wanted to become president. That I hundred percent believe that he that. did this as a marketing stunt. I believe that. I believe that. I believe. Look, I th- I don't think he ever thought he was going to be president. I I think when he got I think when he won. And he gave the speech. I think he was in shock. I don't think he even thought he was going to win. Do you really think that he wanted this? Part of, because here's the thing. I, put, I do believe a part of him thought that he could do good things. But I just honestly believe he never imagined he would win. And do you think the people care about that, though? Like, I don't, like that your president didn't even want to be president? Or they just care that he's what kind of job he's doing now? I mean, I, I, they, they I only they care if how care. it's affecting their lives. Yeah, they don't care, I guess. But I mean, and then the thing with the racist comments, I can look at it. I could easily say, yeah, he definitely made those comments. But then another way is like, how do you know if that's true or not? If it's, I mean, how do you know? You can't corroborate. Yeah, you can't corroborate it. People are like, people who hate him, Trump, are going to say, of course, and people who support him are say, either I don't care but, but, or yeah. But he, like he, he said know. publicly, like to the media, like about the shithole country remark before. Yeah. So like, this, it's not this, past this, the realm this, of him making this, comments. these comments. Are not past he. The comments he said about women, like during his that, yeah, with, with Billy Bush, come on, everybody, he said these, he he must have said these comments. But that was like the cherry on top of his testimony. Wait, just one more thing about the legal stuff, right? He also said that Trump knew he had a conversation with Roger Stone, his is like informal advisor, WikiLeaks, right? Yeah. yeah, that Roger Stone calls Trump and said, "Hey, listen, I just had a conversation with Julian Assange. There's going to be all these emails being leaked from the DNC. It's going to come out." And Trump apparently said, oh, wouldn't that be great or something like that? Okay, people are like, oh, my gosh, he knew about this. Lock him up. What's the legal claim there? Right. Unless he was helping them hack the DNC, there's really nothing there. But there is two ways to look at it. Yes. One, you could argue that it was a violation of campaign finance laws because he was receiving something of value from a foreign national. The Russian hackers, he was receiving these emails. It's valuable to him. In the election, you could argue that that's a violation. It would have to be a sort of quid pro quo thing that he had arranged but it, right? You, you are just not allowed to receive anything of value from a foreign national during an election. But what if what if he didn't direct them to do that? Like they just did it. But if he received it and knew about it, and was like, he it, received it and then released it himself. You're saying? No, I, I think the act of being like like encouraging them and so, saying like, oh, yeah. that would be great, that'd be good. Like that's receiving. Yeah, that's but if he didn't it. encourage them and they just did it on their own, no, 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 no. Yeah. What could he do? Yeah. I mean, he's not receiving it. I think he's accepting it. That's mm-hmm. the way. But that's not even the biggest part. And this is the huge, huge, huge part. Huge. That you remember when Trump gave his written testimony to Mueller? Yeah. If one of the questions was, Mr. Trump, do you know if Stone and uh, had contact with Assange about those emails, and he said no. Perjury? 
that's lying to a federal investigator. That's huh. perjury. That could be obstruction of justice. That would be huge. Huh. Huge. How does he, how, how do they prove that, though, I guess? Amba loves the huge comment. She is cracking up. I see her. Huge. You're going to want to sit down for this one. You're going to love it. How do they prove that? That he, that he I guess they, Cohen said so. Right. But you, you, the, if you accept what Cohen said is true, if you can have another person testify. So when is testimony, basically? Like, didn't they say they want to interview her, his assistant? Like, if his assistant was on the phone or overheard it? or Oh, people from the Trump organization yeah. they were talking about yeah. recently. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and again, I think that's a big one. That would be a big one. Yeah. And then he got implicated in a number of other things, didn't he? Uh, yeah. So the financials, I guess that's one. That was huge. Well, first it's just yeah. Southern District of New York, right? Yeah. That was major. Michael Cohen says that there's ongoing investigations with the Southern District of New York for things that we don't even know about, and he's helping them. What? Investigations into Trump, too. Yes. That's yeah, huge. Yeah. That's huge. The Southern District of New York specializes in financial crimes, and they don't have a mandate like Mueller. They can look at anything. Yeah, they, they can get whatever the hell they want. So he should be scared of that. You watch Billions? Yeah. You want Paul Giamatti on your case? You don't want to mess with the Southern District. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. SDNY. <laughs> All up in my eye. They should do a show. Well, I guess there is a show, Billions, on it now. Yeah. You don't want to mess with like the Law and Order SDNY. <laughs> yeah. So that's scary. And then he gets implicated like, particularly when you hear with the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez mm. comp questions that literally making the point that Trump engaged in tax fraud and possibly bank fraud and wire fraud. But the other question is like, like she's like, he admitted that he undervalued the value of his assets. Mm-hmm. Well, did he admit that or Cohen? Cohen said, said that. Cohen said that, yeah. Um, but if he can prove that, that's that's not good. But then yeah. the Trump could always say, hey, listen, you know, the value of property changes. I was just... Also, like some of it, I, I would think, I'm not an accountant, but it's like subjective and what you're, you're valuing. Like, like yeah. A piece of, so he can, I'm sure there's arguments that it was valued correctly. I don't see anything that he testified to that's an open and shut case. Unless he had him on a recording saying X, Y, and Z or doing X, Y, and Z, I don't see anything as a smoking gun. It, it's just, it's a, it's a, how many trials do we cover here on Law and Crime? Well, I mean, o- almost 200 we've, we've done so far. And how many times do you have witnesses making comments? The only reason we're taking this is because it's a big case. Yeah. It's a big witness. But, you know, you have to believe them and can it be corroborated. I, th- I think, if anything, though, this was a, a big statement about Trump's true character, which a lot of people have already, like, they, they already knew this, but, like, this is a guy that was so is so close to Trump and is confirming like people's uh, suspicions suspicions about like how he is behind closed doors. Even though like how he is behind closed doors is how he is in front of like everybody else too. Really. It's just fascinating that when you look at Michael Cohen and Roger Stone and Michael Flynn and yeah. Paul Manafort, how many people that were surrounded by him. First of all, lied to federal investigators, which is nuts. Yeah. But uh, or Congress, but and they're just into shady stuff and yeah, and, and, and you know it's just nuts. And let me be clear too: I'm not making any comments on like Trump's policies or anything like that. Yeah. But, there, but it's it's easy to separate. Like we're just talking about his character now and somebody who has dealt with him for ten years. And I was getting frustrated because a lot of people questioning him, like just just couldn't get past the fact that like. They were a Trump supporter, and 
these were just character questions that were coming up. I wonder yeah. though how if you shed the spotlight on other high profile wealthy individuals from either the right or the left, how many of them are gay, engaged in shady business or have made extremely questionable comments? And that's the scary thing. But they're also not present in the United that's States. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. You know, and 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 I think like look, if you look at co like if you look at this moving forward, I one hundred percent think Congress will look into this further as they should, mm -hmm. and yeah. and subpoena more people to get information, including Alan Weisselberg, and I think that the other investigations will be ongoing. I think the Mueller report is going to be huge if we actually find out about it. Yeah, and um, you know, this is giving them more fodder for potential impeachment proceedings. By the way, Trump. Try to buy the Buffalo Bills? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, wait. The, that, hold on. We have more to talk about here. Yeah, he tried to buy the Buffalo Bills, but then apparently he used the straw bidder to buy a oh, portrait, portrait of himself. himself. Oh, this is, I mean. Do you want to explain this one? Honestly, I kind of like give him props for coming up with that scheme, even though it's like really. You Can know, you explain it real quick? So, so what happened was there was an auction going on for art. And I, I don't know. If, I forgot where it was, but. Trump's portrait was the last portrait that was on auction that night. So Trump wanted his portrait to be the highest selling, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the highest selling piece of artwork that night. So he had Michael Cohen hire a, uh, hire a straw bidder, like a fake bidder. Yeah, that would outbid everybody else. And so the guy, the, per the person bought it for sixty thousand. And then, and then Trump or his organ, some one of his organizations. No, he took money from the Trump Foundation, the charity. Yeah, from the charity, <laughs> bought it back, and now it's like in one of his country clubs. Um, that's like if that's that's so illegal. <laughs> I mean, that's just. But what's because you're using charity? That's, that's not surprising at all. That, that has I, to be true. That has to be true. I could see him. Yeah. I could see him getting the portrait. And he goes, wow, look at that. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Look. They really got the hair looking great. <laughs> Make me look thin too. You know, I could see him doing that. But uh, yeah. I mean, again, how, are they gonna prove that? Maybe no. that's maybe more easy to prove. Yeah, you can see the payment from the, from the. I don't know. Maybe you can. Yeah, and he tried to buy the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I didn't know that. Maybe people knew that. I didn't know that though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, but did I, you know that? Okay, but all in all, do you think anything here that we listed is anything is an impeachable offense? If they can corroborate it, I mean, well, so it ha would have to be a high crime and, and just a misdemeanor. Yeah, because the only thing I see is if they can show that he lied to Mueller, that would be uh, a high crime and misdemeanor. Yeah, that, that, yeah. The, uh, anything with the Mueller investigation or the Russia part—that's that's where maybe you would get into that ter territory. But yeah, the financials, the hush payments—I don't think that would be impeached. It, it's still. You can still prosecute that after he's president, but it's not it's not an impeachable. And why I say after he's president is because you can't you can't prosecute a sitting president. Right, right. Yeah, you can't yeah. indict a sitting president. Yeah, you can't indict a sitting president. Um, yeah, I mean, and then Michael Cohen. The future of him is interesting as well because, yeah. I, and I love this part. When you look at him, when you look at people who have had a profession or a specific skill set, I'll still say the Billy Bush thing, right? So Billy Bush. You know, his whole career went up in flames. He's not, he's not, he doesn't have a discernible skill set. He's a host mm -hmm. in entertainment. He, he can't do that anymore. Right. So Michael Cohen was an attorney. He just got disbarred. He's going to prison. What's he going to do? He's, gonna, he's a felon that comes out. He got disbarred. They asked him, well, are you, what about if you come up with a book deal or a movie deal? Are you going to give any of the proceeds, all the proceeds to charity? And he goes, no. I mean, he shouldn't. He, that, that, you know, that's I, how he's going to make a livelihood. I, well, yeah, I, I know what he's going to do. He should do. What should he do? I mean, the, the book deal he should do. 
and then he should become a motivational speaker. About redemption. Talk about redemption. About oh, like something Jordan wrong. Belfort? About Jordan, that's exactly who I was thinking of. He's the new Jordan Belfort. Don't <laughs> lead yourself astray from wealthy billionaires. Although I sound like Bernie Sanders right now. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, and by the way, he should write that book now or get that book deal now. He's going to have a lot of time in jail. Well, no, in three years, you think that the interest is still going to be there? Yeah. He can, he can write it now and actually like get some money while he's in jail. He's going to need it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's gonna be treated well in jail? I don't know what the prison life is like. I don't know what kind. Of, what kind of prison is he going to? I don't know. Yeah. I don't care if you're in prison for three years or a day or six months. It's not easy. It is. That is not going to be easy for him. Imagine this guy. He's been an attorney, white collar. He's going to prison. Right. Like that is nuts. Right. I mean, he's got. Listen, the guy seemed like he was remorseful, and. Did you? I mean, did you think he was genuinely remorseful? Uh, I think he he's upset he got caught. Like people that would be really remorseful is if he turned himself in and goes, "I can't do this anymore." Right. I think he got upset he got caught. Mm-hmm. I think he doesn't like being made to be a fool by Trump. Yeah. And I think he's frustrated. I think he's upset about hurting his family. And the thing is, I think he's remorseful now. But let's see when he gets out of prison and what he does with his life after that. That's like, when you really tell how somebody is. Do you think he cares that he defrauded the government? Do you think he cares that he engaged in campaign finance violations? Do you think he really is like, oh, my gosh, I was so unfair to the Federal Election Committee? No, I think, I think he— Commission, whatever. I think he's ashamed that he— listen to trump and like follow yes. what he said yeah, yeah i think yeah. that's what and he's like listen if i'm gonna get implicated and i'm gonna suffer trump should suffer right or don jr yeah yeah so uh i but i also believe that when the Mueller report comes out if it comes out if we get to see it in redacted version whatever yeah a lot of the things cohen said are going to be echoed in that report yeah probably yeah um all right so let's write this one yeah um this is a big one uh, first of all, so I'm going to give this about an 8.8, and I'll tell you why. Um, again, if you're living in the United States, because – and our rating system is how much does this affect your life? You know, How much should you care about it? 8.8. That day, you couldn't turn on any news station or read anything without hearing about Michael Cohen. So it affected your life. Yeah. I mean this concerns the president of the United States. Besides and, long crime, by the way. Yeah. We, we covered some trials, so if you wanted to yeah, get, get no a break deal. from that. <laughs> While that was going on, we covered murder. Um so, not to make light of that, but anyway, so anything that concerns the president in this degree affects you. It's the president of the United States. Whatever happens to him is really important to your life. Um, yeah, so I think 8.8. Hmm. Did I go a little high? No, you're high. No, you're good. I, I, I was going to go a little higher, but I don't want to be that guy again. Don't be that guy. I'm turning a new leaf in the new year. <laughs> Mr. Icebrook always <laughs> overvalued his rating. I'm gonna go eight point seven. All right. And I think I, I think it was a corroboration of what people think of Trump's character. I think that's mostly what it shows. Right. From the legal side, I don't know if anything's impeachable, like you said. Um they'll investigate it more, but uh this is this is Trump's right hand man that is now doing a tell-all on national TV. <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> I mean, it was pretty crazy turning on the television. I would be so things. angry if I was Trump. Imagine your <gasps> personal attorney who you who you told everything, basically like disclosing your entire life. He's probably, you think he's embarrassed? Like you won't admit it, but do you think he's embarrassed? Trump or? Trump. Cohen? No. Trump, I mean, he's. I think he's angry. I don't think he's embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's he. I mean, and by the way, yeah. Trump was all the way in Vietnam, so this was happening while he was sleeping. Yeah, he was doing the the, the uh, summit with Kim Jong Un. I, I will say, even if you hate Trump, mm-hmm. couldn't the timing have been a little better? Because again, if you're doing it while the United States is negotiating with North Korea. If you're Kim Jong-un, why on earth would you take Trump seriously if you think he's not going to make it? If, like, you think Trump might be kicked out of office, why are you making a negotiation with this man? Like, what, couldn't they have held these hearings a week later? Well, no, I think I think it was the opposite way. Trump chose to do the summit during these hearings so he can distract from it. Really? That's what I, that's, that's what I heard. If that's true, that is so stupid. What do you think people are going to focus on more? He was trying to distract them a bit. I think that it would have. I mean, if that's the case, I got no. That was a really dumb move. But I think that if it wasn't, you should just wait one more week. I I think that might have affected the negotiations. Maybe I don't. Know. I mean, that's a separate I, issue. I, yeah, well, maybe that's another. I like talking about that that episode that we did on the North Korean summit. <clears throat> that was a good one. That was a good one. Maybe we'll do All of our two. episodes are yeah. good. Well, according to us, and maybe Amba. <laughs> All right, next story. Yeah, so um, the fake kidnapping. Yeah, oh, we need, I didn't even say that at the beginning. People don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, fake, yeah. So this this is the Super Bowl pool. Basically, like a guy in New York, he he they they found him the other day tied up in the back seat of his his truck, mm. um, wondering what the hell happened. They thought he got kid. He was saying he got kidnapped, uh, and uh, they tied him up and put his hands to his ankles. There was duct tape uh, wrapped around. Right. So they thought this was a real ki- the, the patrol thought this was a real kidnapping, but then it came out that uh, he actually um, had done a Super Bowl pool, and um, he was putting fake names in the boxes and having other people uh, buy into the pool, like real people. And he he was assuming since he had the most boxes in the pool that that he was going to win. He did not win, so he couldn't pay. The people who actually won back because there was no money put in. It's a genius um, scheme. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not like the worst scheme I've ever heard. Right. Um, and then uh, he couldn't come up with the money. Uh, so then he, uh, what did he do? So he kidnaps himself. <laughs> yeah. And then claims that these people who were part of the pool, yeah, the like, held him kidnapped yeah. and like wanted sixteen thousand dollars from him. Oh, that's how he gets out of it. Yeah, yeah. that's how yeah. you get out of it. But I, I was reading about this, and the police were like, "Wait a second, something doesn't add up." And one of the ways they said it is like, "This guy was clean shaven. Like, yeah. if he was like abducted for three days, he wouldn't be clean shaven. His heart rate would be running around. Yeah. He'd be a lot more depressed and nervous, and this, and he wasn't acting the way that somebody like this." I mean, what did this guy do? Take a playbook from Jesse Smollett? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This guy, he, he was trying to get away with this, but did not work out for him. No. And honestly, like, so he was, he was charged with a felony fraud for like falsely reporting the incident. But in reality, like, some, like something about a scheme, right? It was like a, a what was he charged with? Like felony? The, the, I, well, it was, the, it was a felony, fa- it was a felony for fraud and then falsely reporting incident, which is a misdemeanor. But in all honesty. Just doing a Super Bowl pool is illegal in some in some, in some states where gambling gambling isn't legalized. So in New York, you can't have a uh, you can't bet when the, when it's a game of chance. And right. The Super Bowl pool is a game of chance. This guy was breaking the law in all different sorts of ways. You know what my first thought was when I heard this? Yeah. If he acted alone, how did he tie himself up? <laughs> that was not my first thought. No, that was my first. I'm like, how did this guy do this? Yeah, it was with duct tape too. That's hard. What do you do? Use your teeth? It's, it was with rope. I can understand maybe, but no, I don't know how he did that. Wow. 
this, I mean, I would love videotape of this. Like, how did he do this? That's what I want to know. Yeah. So we didn't talk about this before, but I actually have a personal crime story from this week. What? I, so I, st- I stopped a crime. How did we not lead with this? So I forgot about it. I just, I, I just, was, just was thinking about it. All right. But this, so this week, I was basically like law enforcement. Um, so oh, let, me th- wow. let, me, let me tell you what happened. So I went to the Rangers game with a, with a friend. Um, and we uh, go get some food. We're like sitting at a table, um, like during the in, in between periods. Uh, we like goes goes back into the stadium for a second uh, during the break. I take my jacket from the table. He leaves his jacket. And he's like, "Don't worry, like it's not gonna, it's not gonna, it'll be fine there." So mm. I was like, "Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe not." <laughs> like this is crazy. So we go back. We go. We we go back, and the jacket's not there. <gasps> And the jacket had his phone, his credit card, and his ID in it. I mean, that is so stupid, just for the record. But anyway. So, but listen to this. So, some one of the people who was working at the stadium saw that a woman she had lost her jacket, and she she took his jacket. Mm-hmm. So we knew that somebody stole it. Um, so I asked him. I was like, "Do you have a finder iPhone on your phone?" And he, because he had an iPad with him, and he still had his iPad on him. And he was like, "Yeah." So we look, we look in the iPad. And we see that. Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. Your friend had his iPad with him at a Ranger game. Yeah. What is he like? A diabolical leader from James Bond? Why does he carry an iPad with him everywhere? I don't know. But I, I press actually, this button, the missile drops. It actually helped us. You'll see. You'll see. This helped us. Without this, we would have. Sounds very suspicious. Yeah. You making this up? No, this is real. Uh, so we look in the iPad, and the i the 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 phone is like seven blocks away. So we like run out of the stadium, hop in a cab. And go down to where it is. And when you do find her iPhone, it doesn't tell you the exact address. It just tells you, like, the sort of location that it's in. So we go to that block. We go in, like, every single bar and every, like, restaurant there. And, like, <laughs> don't don't see the person. True detective over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, like, running around for 20 minutes, like, with an iPad, like, in front of our faces, like, like jogging. Ah! Um, <laughs> and I was also, like videotaping some of this too because i wanted to have evidence if like anything happened <laughs> um so what uh at the end um my friend was like oh why don't you check out the first bar that we went into again just to make sure that we didn't overlook anything right. so i go in there first thing i see is, is a woman with his jacket on so i go over i was like hey you're wearing my friend's jacket and she's like smashed out of her mind and and she's like oh yeah here take it so I take it, I like find find my friend. I'm like, I got it, I got it, and he he puts it on. I'm like, check that your cell phone's in there, and he l- looks and he's like, oh, it must be in there. But he checks and he's like, oh, it's not. So he goes back into the bar. He sees the woman holding his cell phone in oh. her hand, takes it out. Like they start yelling at each other, and then then we leave we leave the bar. See, it's interesting because I thought maybe it was a mistake. Maybe she took the jacket and didn't realize. But the fact that she's playing with the cell phone, yeah. Unless she was so hammered, she thought it was her cell phone. Yeah. So I don't remember this this background. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> wow. So yeah, I'm a crime stopper. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Were you nervous? Um, no, I, I, you know, I felt I was in my element. <laughs> what yeah. that element is, we're still trying to figure out. Guys who law, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. When you, what was your first line to her when she was holding the... Well, I didn't want to, I don't want to start a fuss. So I was, I was like nicer than it probably should have okay, been. Okay, so I'm, I'm, what would you say? I'm walking around. She... I was like, hey, you have, you have my friend's jacket. And you, you just went, hey, you have my friend's jacket? Yeah, and she literally just took it off and gave it to me. Oh, she, she was, was like, almost expecting it. Yeah, she's 
she probably knew she took it, or she was just smashed out of her mind, didn't realize. Wow. So she just gave it to me, and then I took it and went by my friend. And when he took the phone away, what did she say? I, I, so I, I stayed outside, so I don't know what they wow. said. Wow. Yeah. This is amazing. First of all, this should be it? a commercial yeah. for Find My iPhone or Find yeah. My. That's amazing. Like thank thank God for Find My iPhone. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And why he's holding an iPad at all times, <laughs> I'll never really understand that. Yeah. But yeah. And it's you know that's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Wow. So. Good for you. It was a crime, I was a crime stopper this week. I, she. What was she gonna do? What was she planning on doing with this cell phone? I don't know. She was just. Was this wallet person. there? Um. Yeah. So yeah, it was in the back of like the cell phone. So oh. it wasn't a wallet. It was like in the. You know how people carry it in the back of their cell yeah. phone. Um, you need to talk to your friend. That he's a moron. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Who does that? Who leave? I don't leave anything. I don't trust I don't anybody. I don't. Either. I just keep everything on me. Yeah. yeah. Are you at a bar. I'm holding my jacket everywhere. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, like, I, 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 so I always want to. I always want to put it down. They should like come up with something for that. Lockers. Yeah, a coat check, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's called coat check. It's called coat check. I don't trust them there. I don't trust anything. No, I'm not. You know. Have you ever left your ticket and had to go back in a crowded place to try to get your jacket? Um, like you lost your ticket, you mean? So I've always worried about being in a club, yeah. losing the ticket for my jacket, yeah. trying to go there when it's really packed and crowded and there's a million people and oh, trying that's to. A mess, yeah. I, I think I just give up and say, coat's now yours. It's so easy to steal jackets in, in, a, in like one of those places. So easy. You can say you lost your ticket and you'd be like, oh, that's mine. That's yeah. A lot of places that I'm proud of you. I really am. Thank you. You did a great I wanted, job. I wanted to share that with the world. If you have any comments or questions, you can write us. Yeah, write in. If you need me to solve any any of your crimes, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. True Detective season four. Yeah, yeah. Um, back to the guy who kidnapped himself, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just worried that more people are now going to be faking stuff. I mean, you don't think he was like, oh, maybe I'll do what Jesse Jesse Smollett is accused of doing, and uh, no, I don't think I don't think this guy yeah. probably cares about Jesse Smollett. Yeah, <laughs> just faking everything, faking kidnappings. Faking what what does this world come to? I don't know. I don't know. I, Am I the only honest man in this world that? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, miss. That jacket does not belong to that you. That jacket is my friend. Yeah. And it was a Ranger's jacket? No, it was like a normal winter oh, jacket. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Wow. Bold that she just did that. And and on surveillance footage. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it reminds me of the time I went to Costco. You know, I, when I was a little kid, I went on a field trip to Costco when I was in the fifth grade. Yes. And one of the things they did was they took us. I know. Why did I go to Costco? I went to a weird school. Um, I love, a place. I love Costco. I mean, it was great, but why did I go there for a field trip? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I was part of a school with, uh, you know, we all learned our special mutant abilities. <laughs> the main teacher was a bald man in a uh, wheelchair. Anyway, I keep going on. It sounds a lot like X-Men. Yeah. I don't know. What I, I don't, no, it doesn't. I don't, know what, I don't know what you mean. Anyway, so we went to Costco, and one of the things they showed us um, was the surveillance footage of people stealing in the Costco. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Do you know where people hide rotisserie chickens? I can you, guess. You don't want to know. No. You don't want to know. No. They also showed us how to make sheet cakes, <laughs> which was interesting. Apparently, there's a lot of buttercream in a big dumpster barrel, and they just make a lot of sheet cakes. They have great free samples there and also great churros. Yes. Yeah. And everything's a little excessive. Well, everything's well, a little... they sell in bulk. Yeah, they sell in bulk. Supposed to, yeah, they're supposed, to, they're supposed to be excessive. Yeah. Speaking about chickens, there's a chicken salmonella outbreak today. Wow. It's the biggest crime of, of, of all. Why don't that be your next case? <laughs> we plan on doing two topics today. Yeah. We've done about five. And now we've been on for four hours. <laughs> yeah. I kind of don't want to get on. I'm having a good time. Yeah. I'm impressed. I, not everybody would have done that. 
Halt, miss. The jacket did not belong to thee. You have the rights to remain silent. <laughs> Anything you say. I work for law and crime. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure you know about us. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of attorneys. And uh, law disclaimer, I was not impersonating the police officer. But um, Anyway, so that's it? That's it, yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Well, we, we were at a longer episode since we were gone last week. Well, yeah, we, knew, we had a lot to catch up on. Yeah. There's a lot of news this week. Who knows what you're going to be up to by next week? Now people are going to come ask me to like save their cats. Like that's more firefighters, I guess. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was a thrill. Wow. You felt good, right? I kind of felt like you know one of those like vigilante superheroes that like you know just does what they want and like solves crimes. What a slow day it was to be a superhero, huh? <laughs> this, this city needs a hero. <laughs> yeah, not the one that we deserve. <laughs> All right, I'm here to help, yeah. ma'am. Give that jacket back. <laughs> the city needs a hero. You just show me <laughs> where the jacket is. I'm out of breath. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> You'd be Batman, I'd be Michael Cohen. Mr. Trump wants me to sign off now. You gotta leave. For real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, good episode. We'll see you next week. <laughs>